0: My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the geekiest show alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks.
1: But in the Fab International Studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This This is Geek of the Week.
0: Welcome to Geek of the Week, we're on issue 23 with your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark, I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark... One of big twenty-three is a big number in sport. Well, mainly basketball. It's like LeBron James and the Michael Jordan. but We don't talk about sports. I'm aware of basketball.
1: (laughs) That's that's the thing. Um, Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal. Well, they didn't wear twenty-three, so that
0: right. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wore twenty-three. Then he wore forty-five. So when we have issue forty-five, we'll talk about. I'm trying. Like since last week, we talked about like you know twenty-two with the Taylor Swift thing. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find like other cultural references each time we have a number right um, a big comic one is getting to that 300 issue because that's the our vent that would be our venom Issue, 300. Oh, 300, Yeah, that's, well, that's the goal. We're not
1: even a tenth of the way there yet, Fraser. That's the goal. <laughs> I, I have no problem with doing three hundred Exa- issues of this. Exactly, it could happen.
0: Um, but we've got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, we've got a load. We've got like two weeks worth of news. Oh, so much news! Because we um, we dedicate the whole news section to a review news, to a review. It's not a cat- word, Fraser. <laughs>
1: When nah. you think about
0: it. All words are made up, so it could be a word. We're yes, but
1: you're not Shakespeare. We're Shakespeare u- made us- up lots of words. <laughs> you are use- not him.
0: We're using it. People are hearing it. People might start to use no, it. It they could become a word.
1: They'll just mock you.
0: You know, this uh, words have, you know, they have to come from somewhere. And if that's a geeky radio show, then so be it. I would, Fine. What an origin. Ah, <laughs> oh, got him, guys. Uh, Paula Passer looking at some cool books. Um, of course, it's a Spider book. It was a great week for Spider books. It was like loads that came out, all from incredible creators. Do you like Spider Man? I love Spider. Do you? And I,
1: I, I didn't know this interesting fact. <laughs> Surprisingly,
0: we've not dedicated the whole poll up us to a Spider Man. Uh, every book Spider Man, we only p- chose one, which, which was very hard to do, just choosing one. But one of them we didn't choose this week is going to be on next week. So. Well, there you go. And we've also got um, another, again, with our um, Women's History Month. We're looking at um, Monstrous and trade-off. And we've got a new segment. Ooh, it, exciting. We, we do weekend. like our
1: interesting mm. and unusual fourth segment.
0: Yeah, it's always a mystery. And it is will continue to be a mystery until later on. Well, let's yeah. get started with the news. Got chucks on
1: with of Spider-Man. So, you know the
0: sounds of J. Jones, Jameson. It's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And, yeah, jam at to lots of uh, to lots of weeks of news. All
1: the trailers. All the
0: trailers, loads of deals going down. And, basically, I usually have some sort of order to this, but I couldn't work out which one I wanted to put first, which where to put which. I've done some sort of an order, and I hope you all agree... It's sort of almost an importance thingy, but then if I say that, people are going to be like, oh, then why didn't you put this first? But we're going to start off with, now we've been talking about this for ages, um, not just us, everyone (laughs) uh, in Hollywood, to be honest, is a big Hollywood deal. And that's the Fox and deal is finally complete. Um, Ooh. This I know. It, it all starts here. X Men, Fantastic Four coming into the MCU. Oh, it's all. This is where it all starts. It's not to ride just this is
1: Men and the Fantastic Four though. It's all the kind of like linked franchises. What, yeah. So we can have Galactus and the Silver Surfer. Now yeah, exactly. we can have yeah. Namor. At, oh, I'm very excited. Oh, Namor's um, Universal. That's a bit. Nice. Oh, we can't have Nam. But Namor, <laughs> Namor's Fantastic Four.
0: Yeah, but like. um... Universal got Hulk and Namor and She-Hulk maybe. So they got some characters. It was all a hot pot. You know when we they can't were getting have rid She-Hulk. No.
1: Oh. So. We can't.
0: They can do, but you have it in the similar way of Hulk, where like they'll put him in someone else's film or TV shows. Like if they have a, okay. if they have their own, then they have to give money to Universal, which they don't want to do. But this was really. Um, it was a really cool um, way that they sort of showed this on the Disney website because they had it all, like, you know, the homepage of the website had all different Fox characters and Disney characters and So and Marvel. Deadpool was on there, so it shows Ooh. that they they are, like... Uh, everyone was always worried about, oh, they're not going to bring Deadpool around or they're going to Disney-fire Deadpool, but nope, he was there in his Ryan Reynolds glory. It wasn't a picture of Ryan Reynolds, it was just the Ryan Reynolds It'll Deadpool. be
1: interesting to see what they're going to do. Are they going to use the same actors and just kind of, like merge the universes I hope they don't do that I think that'll I don't think that'll work well. I think but I would like them to use the same actors they'll keep what works and what's
0: good and what isn't they will not they will not touch they might use the same actors but I reckon they'll use these the same actors for new roles so like um, we were talking about it the other week when we found casting Fantastic Four I reckon they might have Michael Fassbender back but they won't have him as Magneto they might have him as like a Doctor Doom or something else and they yeah. will react. I think Ryan Reynolds' as Deadpool works on its own because it's that meta character so he could acknowledge that could be fun, couldn't it? Yeah. He could acknowledge that there's a deal and he's yeah. never sort of he's never been too connected to that original, you know, universe. I mean apart I, from apart from um, oh what's his name, the big steel guy.
1: The big steel guy.
0: In it in his film. Cable. No, the other guy,
1: Colossus. Colossus. Colossus.
0: I mean, apart from Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, like, they're X-Men, but to be honest, we haven't seen them in other X-Men films, and there was Mm. a brief cameo of all the other ones in Thingy, but that breaks their timeline anyway, so Deadpool can sort of
1: live I think what they're going to do is they'll probably keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool because that's clever and he can acknowledge it, but everything else will be recast. But we don't know. We don't know.
0: It's interesting as well because... Dark Phoenix and New Mutants haven't come out yet, and the deal is complete now. So technically, they're now Disney. So copies. New Mutants could be a Disney. Could be yeah, it could and be
1: depending op- on how it fits.
0: So the rumor, the Ooh. one of the speculations is that it might just go to their new Disney streaming service and be a streaming service at like original or only thing. You know, sort of like how Netflix do with some of their yeah. projects. Uh, there's been a lot of... Um, I wanted to get the soundbite, but I, w- I wasn't going to do it. It's the whole of, you know, um, James McAvoy's Professor X. I don't, I don't know, know
1: what, what to, to do! do. <laughs> Why didn't you get I'm that soundbite? I'm going
0: to keep that saved somewhere just because it's it's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> Anytime we talk about Fox and Dark Phoenix and New Mutants, we'll just play that because it perfectly
1: epitomises what that situation is for him oh James McAvoy (laughs) so talented and so attractive um, I'm I'm equal parts jealous and hateful of him there's rumours about him being
0: his Riddler like he said he'd love to play the Riddler in the DCEU which would be be so so
1: good oh Oh, James McAvoy but yeah
0: I think um, yeah Dark Phoenix hopefully it's a good ending but yeah it's technically so Disney can do what they want with that afterwards and it's just exciting stuff. It is like, exciting stuff. Like Why we say stuff. it's the start of stuff? And fa- Phase 4 can be Phase Fantastic 4 now, and like they can hint. Oh, that's di- clever They've eh? mentioned as well that the first three phases are going to be known as the Infinity Saga. That was a big okay, naming that makes thing sense. that they've done, and which will probably end with end Endgame. So it's like, oh, what's the next saga going to be? The Mutant Saga or the so-and-so? And And Doctor Strange and Ant-Man have opened up the possibilities for Fantastic Four and X-Men in other universes. Mm So it's all exciting, guys. Now, the second big story. These two are like, you know, the main events, the big news pieces, and it's like, which one are we going to mention first? And Okay. It's the end game trailer, oh, guys. So of good. course, it's the end game trailer. We didn't get to cover it last week, but we did do a cool little trailer reaction. You got to see. We did, and I got something
1: horribly, horribly wrong. Oh my goodness, it was awful. At the end, I thought that that that, that me got near back. He hadn't. It I rewatched it. It was blatantly Stormbreaker. Yeah, I'm an idiot. You can, you can see. We got all excited about Graham Masterson, <laughs> and well, I got excited about Graham Masterson, and it's not happening. There, there is not. Yeah. I, I, I hate to dis. Disappoint the world, but there is not going to be the world of Masterson. Marx, like you. <laughs> the world of Marks, uh, oh, just me, me. <laughs> that wants Graham Masterson in the MCU. So yeah, if you want to see it happen, if you if, if you want to see our uh,
0: our initial reactions, and you want to see, Mark, they're not get, very good. Get we also, get it wrong. Get also gleeful I don't get it wrong. I just look at you. You joined and get, in. I go oh okay. You didn't dispute no, I, it. Yeah, but I go with your speculation. I was like, I don't want to hurt him now. Could you imagine if I did then? And I was like, uh, no, nah, mate, because I was like, I wasn't one hundred percent sure because we saw like two seconds. of yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was. And no, then when I rewatched not... it, and when I obviously edited the um, reaction video, I saw it and I was like, oh, do I break it was like I am going to let him live in gleeful. Um, Devos and then a comment, Devos. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> uh. <laughs> which was hilarious. It was hilarious. But aside from that, the trailer was epic. I especially went all fan fanboy over them all wearing this si- all wearing uniforms. I was like, oh. God, so yeah. Is I, this the film they're gonna say Avengers Assemble in?
1: We uh. didn't see that much new stuff though. What we did see was Tony Stark obviously survives because he's in those suits with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But um it felt to me Almost like a hype vid, like a, a exactly, recap yeah, rather yeah. than a trailer, which is unusual and clever, and it yeah. got it, um it 's the same as like a big fight in in the wrestling world, maybe I just felt like it was a hype rather than a trailer it didn 't really give us very much new footage at all, but oh my goodness i didn 't know I could want this film more. <laughs>
0: Well, I think the new stuff we did get, like them seeing them in the suit, seeing um, Captain Marvel rock up. Now, obviously, we got the hype from Captain Marvel's and uh, credit scene, where she's like, "Oh, we know she. We we saw her initially going into the building. They're all in yep. when they're um, you know, t- figuring out what responding to the gonna, pager. What are we actually going to do? And then this seemed like an extra, extra bit of that scene where she's like, "Yeah, we've, we've fought, and that relationship looks cool because yes, then it too." Does. Thanos, you in trouble, mate, because them two are some high-powered beings right there. It's like true. If Thor and Captain Marvel were after me, I'm sorry, I'd be like, nah, I'm done. Like, just, fair. Like, just, just, imagine, mission, nah,
1: I'm done. just imagine if it was Thor, Captain Marvel, and Eric Masterson's Thor. That would be, like, the best. I've, I've got to get over my Eric Masterson thing, have, haven't you I? Done. You really have. Oh. You can make a
0: fan film. He's dead, you, you know. know.
1: He died. Aww. His son's Thunderstrike now, though. Hey, yeah. Yeah. There's always that. Yeah.
0: There's always comics you can... That's the thing. There's always comics you can read of him in and pretend. Fit him. You know what the best thing to do is? Create a headcanon. So in your headcanon, Eric Matheson does exist. They he just, does. They're just not showing him he in film. He lived. Yeah, there you go. He That's lives. There. Eric Masterson lives. He found he could find scrapes in milnia for when it got destroyed in Norway, and from there That's, maybe developed his own... May-
1: maybe he made there the Thunderstrike mace. Exactly. There you go. Sir. No one read Thunderstrike. Yeah. I was sad it got cancelled. I'm canceled. sure there's someone. Anyway, we've been talking about Endgame, and we're very excited
0: about it. Oh, yeah, Endgame, it looks incredible and... Oh my goodness, when they were showing all the people fading away and stuff like that, and obviously it was all the significant ones, I was like, please don't show Spidey. Please don't show Spidey. Mainly because I don't want to cry on camera just yet. Um, I'm glad we don't do trailer reactions for stuff like Toy Story 4, because I recently watched that trailer and was bubbling like an idiot, and I was like, I'm so glad this isn't comic book related, because otherwise everyone on YouTube would see me cry. Um, But yeah, if we saw Spider-Man fade away, I would have defo cried (laughs) there and then. But it was cool to see that, and it was cool to see the stakes that are here. You know, that, like you say, they've showed all the... Uh, the three major heroes passed and, like, where they've come from, and it was this cool, like, black and white, and then it came into colour. Yeah, it, I it was, was, like, really, yeah. Well it was really well Clark done. Yeah, really well Hawkeye's back and, you know, shooting the arrow with his daughter. It could mm. be Kate Bishop, but looking more like it's his daughter. But then there's, like, there's these two parallel shots where he's with her shooting the arrow, and then there's <laughs> it's the same tree in the same place, but he's alone in the rain. I'm like... <gasps> That's so dark, man. Because Hawkeye's yeah, story got yeah, yeah. well-developed in Age of Ultron, and people were like, you know, oh Age of Ultron's not as... <laughs> it's not as good as it, co- like it could have been, or like what the trailers made. That first trailer was epic.
1: Like, yeah, Age of Ultron was good, but trailer. it wasn't
0: great. It wasn't that trailer. That trailer was epic. Mm. But it was nice to see Hawkeye's development in that, and he's always sort of had that father figure with Scarlet Witch, and, you know, he's he's a dad. He's a good he's uh, a dad. He's a good role model. Good dad. And, you know, He's lost, and... Got a new haircut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to uh, mixed opinions, I think people. So very excited. People yeah. are like, um, with the snapping, did Cap's beard fade away in the sides of Hawkeye's hair? <laughs> wow, that's, wow. <laughs> they managed to. There is cool things as well that come from this, because Captain Marvel looks a bit rugged and stuff like that. But there's speculation that she she survived the snapping by pure will. Like she was supposed Ooh. to get dusted away, but thought it, like we did see Spidey sort of fight it, but then fade away. Like, but then factor. he died, didn't he, he, he Fraser? Um,
1: oh, Mister Stark. And then, you then he always get the
0: line wrong. I know, I know. He I f- do it deliberately to wind f- you up. He fades away, but he fights. it. Double the pain it. for well, you. So there are characters that do fight it. So that'll be interesting to see. Spidey didn't
1: characters. fight it well but enough. He yeah, died. Yeah, well, he fought it
0: better than most. Didn't he? He, he fought died. It better than Groot. <laughs> yeah, shave red in <laughs> He fought it better than Rocket. Yeah, that's what I thought. Rocket lived.
1: Not Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, Rocket's Rocket. the only one left. If Batista's I'm dead. Batista. Groot's dead. Batista disappeared. Oh, I was gutted.
0: Speaking of Guardians, yes, let's oh, go. Let's move a new on. New segue. <laughs> Disney have rehired James Gunn for Guardians of the Galaxy. Probably going to be called Volume Three if it's not already called Volume yeah. Three. What were your thoughts on this? James Gunn's back, baby.
1: Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, public shaming is a massive thing. And depending on what you've done, it kind of sucks. There's a book by John Ronson about... It's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. And this is a phenomenon that's only really relatively recent. Saying some edgy stuff ten years ago... Probably wouldn't have got you in trouble in the 80s or 90s or thousands whereas now you you write one tweet when you're 20 you can get roasted for it when you're 30 and yeah he wrote some mean stuff but it wasn't the end of the world and it is important that he's apologized he's explained that he's moved on and he's become a better person and that he's not like that anymore and the reality is people grow up so I I felt like he was unfairly punished and unfairly roasted in this case. There are some people who've done stuff that's unforgivable and when you find yeah. out about it then obviously they their their reputation no is There's permanently no tarnished. Yeah, yeah. But some mean stuff on Twitter that wasn't criminal was was distasteful but wasn't extreme. I think it's important to forgive people, give people a second chance, and believe them when they say they've improved and give them a chance to prove it. Yeah, exactly. And the reality is the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff is very progressive. There's a lot of very good female role models in the the franchise. There's a lot of great stories about people and their heroics. I, I, I think it's important that because it was so good, and it was directed by someone who's that good, the the third and probably final volume gets done properly, and I, I think it's great that that we've, we 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 seem to have forgiven James Gunn because yeah. we should have done.
0: Yeah, and it's hard to picture someone else coming in and directing um, Guardians of the Galaxy because they were going to use his script as well and it's one of them. I think he's built a family with that cast. Like mm. Batista
1: was very... Well, oh, Batista said he wouldn't do it, no, didn't no, he? No,
0: exactly. And it's funny because he's been doing this angle in wrestling with Triple H where he demands a match of him or something. He was like,
1: oh, I bet Batista's had a great
0: week. Two of his uh, things have been given. He's got a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. Mm. Batista's having a good week. Do, yeah. But it Go is, Batista. It is that thing as well. And it's like you say, he's... The, the if you look at this stuff on his like it's one of those things. It's if you go too far back, you're not looking at the person they actually are now. Like everyone, I feel like I'm a different person than I was you like, five are. years ago or something like that. You know what I mean? Now, I look at sometimes you know Facebook. It does this beautiful thing where it gives you me- like memories. Yeah. Each, six years ago, you posted this, and sometimes I look and go, "That's not even English." Or sometimes I put that and go, "Why?
1: Why well, did I?" post James Gunn's very young. Yeah. I mean, for me, ten years ago. I'm quite similar, I'm a bit wiser, I'm probably a bit more jaded, but I'm not that dissimilar to who I was 10 years ago, but the difference between 30 and 20, 30-year-old and 20-year-old me, my goodness, 20-year-old me was completely clueless, like like completely clueless, closet, like a, a just completely different person, so 10 years can make a massive difference. Exactly, yeah. And, like, for some people, 10 years ago, you weren't even born. i <laughs> joking. Well, we yeah. may.
0: Some, yeah. Then That is a total game-changer. But, no, it is that thing of, like, you got to see the person they are now. And I only say that because you s- we do talk about the, st- the great stuff James Gunn has done um, on Twitter and stuff like that. He's always doing these, like... I mean, a lot of the Disney films do it anyway, but, like, these... Um, Oh, what's it called? Like, Make-A-Wish. Yeah. Uh, Do all these, like... You know, all these charity stuff, like, involving getting people on the film set and stuff like that. And he's always... And this attack did come, it came from, like, I I don't want to throw it in just, oh, it was a Trump support, but it came from someone who was, like, you know, one of these people who's looking to hate on someone and looking, being like, oh, this guy's so progressive or, like, oh, he's bashing Trump, so I'm going to find something to ruin him. And someone deliberately went out of their way to, you know, tarnish someone's
1: career. I'll I'll be honest, I have downloaded my entire Twitter feed and I'm going to go through it because of stuff like this. It happens too often and people don't seem to care that it was ten years ago. They just take an opportunity to jump onto someone that they don't like and make their life really difficult and unpleasant for no good reason. It's a huge commitment. Like, I've had
0: to go back on our Twitter feed just to find out what I posted, when, or, like, going back and being like, oh, what was this week's? And I'm like... Oh my goodness! There's so many tweets, and I get bored by it. I was like, "How can you go back ten years?" Especially exactly. Especially with people like celebrities, like James Gunn, they tweet a lot. That is a big commitment, unless you yeah. just like click on something like ten. Like, it's a bit sad, really, isn't it? It is a bit, and it's a bit. Oh, and it's. I'm glad that it's. You know, it hasn't worked out, especially yeah especially with the guardians of the galaxy 3 because yeah. it was it's been put on hiatus and there is that thing of like after end game we're not really sure what's coming next so it'd be nice that you know that we know okay guardians of the galaxy 3 is coming and hopefully it's coming a bit sooner
1: then um oh, well there's, there's three slots isn't there so we can um speculate that it's probably going to be in 2022 can't we yeah
0: Well, it was one of them. It was, um, I think for the longest time, they were saying they were doing three movies a year, but they sort of seemed to change that course with the Disney streaming service coming. And what Kevin Feige's came out and said recently is, do you remember a while back when they did that big presentation that these are all the movies coming out in the next five, ten years or whatever? One of them was in the Inhumans, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that was the only one that sort of, (gasps) like, got hit and missed and got moved away. Like, it was supposed to be part one and part two. But that didn't. Uh, that became a TV show, and we, we don't we talk, talk about that TV show. I I liked it more than most, but it still wasn't very good. Yeah. Um. But they're staring away from that, and they're basically just gonna. Because what the the worry was with that, or the thing that came out of that, was everyone was so looking forward to Infinity War that they felt they felt that no one was focusing on the other films. I don't think that was true. I thought it was nice. I was like, oh, I get this, and then this, and then this. Um, I, 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 I just I watched see... them all
1: I, I don't understand yeah, exactly. that I, I want to see every single see one of them concerned.
0: oh no it's like people were seeing them but in the back of the head all they were thinking was Infinity War Infinity War Infinity War like these films are great on the way but Infinity War is the big one whereas now they're looking I think post End Game is just like letting you know what the next one is Yeah. and then after that what the next one is and sort of it's nice. I mean, um, they've done a lot with like with Endgame. They've been able to tease us on titles and stuff like that. And before that, we knew the titles of all the films, so that wasn't a big thing. So, it's again, it helps with their marketing. Mm. You can sort of be like, oh, what's the next film going to be? And then they release, oh, it's this character's film, but what's the title going to be? Okay, now's the title. And then you get the... Ch- so it extends that marketing and
1: yeah. fan speculation. Uh, yeah, and I fan think like, so. And, and fans like to... Speculate. speculate and cast their own dream stuff and we, we do that we on this show yeah, it's
0: ace <laughs> all the time but yeah and um I, part of this is funny as well james gun coming back because it's like he's been put on you know the suicide squad so it's like oh, oh let's
1: talk about we, that we it's did, gonna be a reboot we did
0: it, yeah but i just want to mention the meme we had that because it was <laughs> J- <coughs> J- it was a jj jameson one from um the original spider-man and it was like uh, James Gunn you're fired and he goes uh, James Gunn's working for DC now okay you're rehired it? Yeah, <laughs> that instant finger of it, yeah. let's it's not be... be cynical let's go with what we I know I just wanted to thing. mention a funny meme because yeah, it was a very funny meme I'm aware meme. of memes as a thing but yeah so he's. it looks like he's still going to work on that Suicide Squad film and the emphasis the Suicide Squad and yeah it's going to be a reboot which is
1: I don't know whether I like this it's re- it shows an absolute lack of commitment to the DCU it, it, it really he does kind of like we on it from on high. I, I just I get that the Suicide Squad film didn't get great reviews but, for a good reason. It had no story. Well, oh, all right, but <laughs> I, I I didn't feel it was unsalvageable either. I think a reboot. No, you had the characters. <clears throat> See, this is what I think a reboot's going to be lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. The, the thing it, is, it, as well. it's, and
0: it's and it's it's uh, defeatist as well. The thing is, as well, it's like. Um, What kind of reboot are you doing? Because you've still got the Harley Quinn character out there in the universe. So are you just scrapping that? Is all her stuff not relevant anymore? Or are you going to bring Margot Robbie back but bring someone else in as Death like There's talk of Idris Elba, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's always pitched for stuff. He did this great Saturday Night Live. um, Everybody wants Idris Elba in every second. Yeah, there was this this great Saturday Night Live sketch where it was like, can I play that? And it was Idris Elba as someone else. And it's like, um, they describe different characters and whether they can play that, and it's funny because they do the whole thing of, you know, Twitter backlash whenever there's a casting. They joke on that. But Idris Elba, it's always like, fan casting 101, it's like, oh, pop him in there because you know he's a quality actor and it would be great to see him in the DCEU he was great as he was great in the MCU as Heimdall, so why not but whatever i've lost track now yeah um so yeah the suicide squad is a reboot it's like mm, i'm not really
1: it, digging it it depends it's James Gunn, so it's going to be good and i think it will be better than suicide squad yeah but it's, it's a weird it's way, kind it's, of it's great but also concerning at the same time yeah. the dcu is an absolute mess
0: it's a weird one to reboot as well because it's um i don't know the suicide squad was never even when it came out it's just like yeah i guess you could do this film but as your second film in the universe this is a bit bizarre and it it's always been a bizarre choice and people say yeah but guardians of the galaxy was a bizarre choice but that was in like phase two where they've already established and it was good. heroes yeah so it's, it is weird to go back to it but Who knows? Mm. Who knows? I don't know. Today, you'll enjoy this, is Hellboy Day. Hellboy Day. So I just wanted to, uh, well, acknowledge that. I don't know if it needs more than that acknowledgement. But but let's let's
1: celebrate. Happy Hellboy Day, everyone. Happy Hellboy Day.
0: Now, another trailer that came out, I think this was last week, was we talked about this a while back, the crossover. Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in animated form. It got a cool little trailer. It and did. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I love these two characters crossing over, um, enjoyed the comics when reading them, and just seeing this in animated form looks great. The, the animation style looks fabulous, it looks like that bra- uh, bold and the brave, brave and the bold.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, that sounds really weird when you say it the opposite way. But Mark, what was your thoughts on this? Because
1: It looks okay and i'm excited to see batman versus shredder that that that's that, kind that's that kind of like my, a dream match isn't it that was it? my
0: like for that, that, that's that's, moment that's, like, that's an shredder international dream like, oh, yes. match Ah, <laughs> uh, yes
1: the the trailer was good i i didn't love the animation as much as you did though i i think i'm interested but not hyped once in a yeah. while i don't get super hyped about something i'll i'll watch it and i'm sure i'll enjoy it but i'm not kind of like Dancing around the living room, hyped about it. But I, 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 it does look fun. My, I, am, I am looking forward to it. That's my life, like, jumping around the living room going, ah, oh, this is cool, this is cool. I
0: know. But then being like, this is really, really, really... There's sometimes where I don't jump around the room and so people are like, oh, you're not excited. Just like, I just need to contain it all because it's just all going to burst out. Like when... <laughs> like, <laughs> like first time you. I see Spider-Man trailers or, like, Endgame trailers or not... Me- well, there are comics when it was, like, Star Wars things. I just got goosebumps and stuff like that and I was like... It's just it's just all bubbling, and then I'll <laughs> and then I have to watch a trailer five more times, and then the hype will build. But yeah, yeah. Speaking of a bit of hype, the uh, speaking about our differences in hype, Shazam Ugh. has had its social media embargo lifted one month early. Now this might seem gibberish to some of you, but this is a really big deal because embargoes are basically um, the sort of bans or like. So people who have seen the film early like to give out you know their fit like their thoughts on it. They can even do it on social media. Or they can do it in their own reviews. But a lot of the time, it's you know it's usually like a week before the film, so you know people can get excited. But DC, a lot of the time, because they've been nervous with their stuff. Like I think Wonder Woman didn't have uh, Wonder Woman had a couple of days. Batman v Superman only had a couple of days. Justice League was really short. The embargo. But this, they've lifted it a whole month early, which shows great confidence
1: in it does. this. It, and it does show great confidence in it. And I, all, I the social,
0: that. all the social media reactions have all been positive, and none of them have been gripey or grumpy.
1: I'm genuinely stunned by me. that part. I mean, for me, um, I'm, I, know, I know you like messages from the multiverse, Fraser. I did get one actually this week from someone who agrees with me it was um, my mate graham hay he's he's actually our listener in australia and he agrees with me and says that it looks awful and how is superpowers i don't even know how to pee in this thing how is that the line that they chose for the trailer because it why would you lead with that is that the funniest line in the film and he's right I'm genuinely surprised that the reviews have been positive, and I wonder how many people have been paid. We might, we should have, no, none of them would have been paid. Don't, oh
0: no, don't, I absolutely hate that because it always, <laughs> no, because it always comes up whenever. A Marvel movie comes out it's like yeah but they're all paid by Disney <laughs> no I'm, I am being I am being facetious but I, I, I'm i
1: genuinely
0: but surprised one of the jokes. The one of positive. the jokes I didn't get to talk about last time and I'm going to talk about it now because <sighs> grumpy O grumps over here ruined it was that hilarious Kevin Conroy Batman where he threw the toilet and he goes ah Help, Batman! And it was the it was the actual voice, Kevin Conroy, from the Batman animated series, which is a great little. That's a nice touch. Exactly, and you know they they're taking great care in this, and yeah, the reviews have been stellar for it, and I'm I can't wait to watch it. Genuinely surprised by that. Well, that's because you're we'll a grumpy see. grump, and you know what? We're gonna do a, We're gonna have like a grump section. Grumpy, Grumpy Geek. But Here, it's not here's just our me, here's our our name. I've got Grump, proof that grumpy. some of our listeners... Oh, one. You know what? Next week, I'll bring all the positive reviews for it. <laughs> Fine. And just like, yeah, this, 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 He's this, right, this. Though. Bam. Is,
1: is that really the best line? Is that no? Really that, the that's, line? No,
0: because that's not the best line in that trailer. Right. There's better tra- lines in that trailer, right. so they've already done it. So Fine. dab on that, hater. Fine. Whatever. Grumpy, grumpy, geek, grumpy Geek and Gleeful Geek. There are two I'm names I'm gleeful that. most they of the time, unless just stuff Grumps. Grump, 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 grump. 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 Fine, move on. Speaking of another grump... <laughs> Deathstroke has been cast in uh, Season 2 of Titans, and it's as uh, Morales. Not Miles Morales, could you imagine? No. What a last name to have, imagine. It's a good name. Being like, oh my goodness, it's the same as this... Um, but anyway, But <laughs> besides that... Um, I looked at this guy's work and it's one of them um, we talked about Superboy being cast and it was like oh okay they've done some stuff I haven't seen which is yeah fair. I looked him up and I hadn't seen much of his stuff but, but- my my hype for this is just that Deathstroke's going to be in season 2 because it yeah. was cool Batman was a incre- uh, cool villain to have in the first season and the way they sort of portrayed a different style of Batman like a darker Batman was uh, interesting to sort of you know flip with Robin and obviously Robin was sort of the, almost the leader of the team and Robin and Deathstroke have had this incredible history, and Deathstroke, mm. you know, debuted in the Teen Titans um, book, so it's nice to see him in this, and it's it's always nice to see Deathstroke versus the Titans. We're going to talk about it later on
1: Pull or Pass. And yeah, it's, I, I think features um, a lot. The, the actor's got some very serious chops. I think it's a great cast, and, you know, handsome older fella. Seems perfect for, um, for for Deathstroke, from from what I can see. Slade Wilson.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I love the joke in uh, teen titans go to the movies um it, it was on the trailers so it's not too much of a spoiler if you haven't seen it but they always go like are you deadpool and go no dead are you a deadpool ripoff and he's like no deadpool's a ripoff of me yeah. <laughs> so, that's always it. it's good that we're getting more deathstroke especially with um the silly version of him being out there now more sort of dc news this is comic related we got a cool little crossover that's going to happen. We love our crossovers here. So Black Hammer you and Justice League are having a crossover called Hammer of Justice. What were your thoughts on this p- future book? Fraser, it's Jeff Lemire.
1: I know, right? It's Jeff Lemire, it therefore Je- <laughs> want. I'm done. I, I, I just want it. I want, I want it. I want it now.
0: I want it now. I,
1: I, you know, I, yeah, I do. I want it. And I've... You've made me read a lot more DC since we started doing this show good. than I ever would have done, and you yeah, I'm hyped. I'm looking not, forward to it. You might not have seen this if it wasn't for the DC, for reading more DC. No, exactly right. No, but no, I'm very. I, I, it's got Jeff Lemire involved. I assume it's going to be yeah. beyond fantastic. So, yep, hyped. Gimme. I'd be very, very. Ups, I'd be very concerned if it didn't have Jeff Lemire involved. Yeah, but Jeff Lemire is my guy. Yeah, so it's all
0: good or gucci you know what i was thinking very excited there's so many cool crossovers happening now especially with dc dc are pumping out they're always working with other um comic book uh publishers now and they're pumping out so many cool crossovers i'm thinking it should be a monthly thing on trade-off no yeah
1: maybe yeah
0: oh it's happening then if you're saying no it's gotta be yeah uh, fine <laughs> <laughs> I have got a few stored away, so we could uh, we we'll get some cool crossovers. We've got um, Doom Patrol and Batman teaming up as well. I've got, the, the, I've got one of them. The That'd mil- be fine. The Milk Wars. It's quite fun. Called Milk Wars. It's very, it's uh, yeah. It's okay. Bit of a parody thing. I was gonna say it sounds like a parody. Got some Batman and Spider Man teaming up. Got some, yeah, Invincible let, and Spider Man team up as well. I've got one of them. Let Let's not. Yeah, do, let's do some team ups. Let's not do Judge Dredd and and uh, Batman though, eh? No, well, yeah, we'll give that a miss. No. <laughs> that's we should the do thing some with Judge Dread. That's
1: the thing with crossovers. They're a lot of hit and miss. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope this one isn't, and I suspect it won't be. It it it, it looks great. Can't wait yeah
0: I was thinking what if we did that segment that would be great wouldn't it it'd be a good cool what if we did this now speaking of what ifs Clever. That was very fast. segue Marvel are producing a what if TV series for Disney Plus, which is so cool because these books are always interesting to read, and it's always like one of those. Yeah, it reminds me of like the Goosebumps, uh, te- you know, or like you know all these different shows that do like different tales or whatever. And sometimes mm, mm. cartoons and animated versions of these have done what ifs in a way. So it would be nice to see this in like a full sort of fledged series that is you know you don't have to worry too much about canon or whatever yeah. and it's a sta- like the MCU now is established Marvel characters I think in a lot of popular culture like a lot of people know more origins of characters so that they wouldn't in the MCU
1: past MCU what if
0: Well it's like Marvel what if so I imagine it would be to do with the MCU because you know it's on Disney Plus it might
1: I it think, might not be. It, well, I think he's got potential to be brilliant, and they exactly. can they can play with it as much as they like because they've got a free reign now, they've got the Marvel stuff. They could have, what if the X-Men was the first film of the franchise yeah, yeah, exactly. or whatever? And it's, yeah, I, I love the comics, and I, I particularly like the weird ones. Yeah, it's always so great I think he's got go potential bizarre. to be bonkers and brilliant and exactly like the comics, just weird and... Or interesting, I don't know what if Aunt May was Spider Woman, it could yeah. be anything, couldn't it? Oh, they have and... done stuff with that before, yeah.
0: And... Sony wanted to make an Aunt May movie, brilliant!
1: Aunt <laughs> May, love her, brilliant! Oh. Not, not the hot one, I'm talking about the old lady one. Oh, well, I like all the Aunt Mays. Hot, hot Aunt May is cool, but I, I think I'd prefer, I, I think I'd prefer old lady Aunt May.
0: Okay, you had to pick an Aunt May to hang with. Yeah. She was great with the handbag when she just absolutely whacked Doc (laughs) Ark. Yeah, yeah, get on it, Aunt May. (laughs)
1: But
0: yeah, and it also allows the actors just to be silly with it. And I think Mm. that that's some of the best stuff is when actors have sort of a free reign and just get to go wild and have a bit of silly fun. Evidence Ragnarok ragnarokson would say is the best of the trilogy i would say that i think you might say that as well uh, and it's because you know they had a bit of free reign they they got to go a bit silly uh, yeah but be, they didn't go too silly yeah exactly they know the balance and i think that's what this what if would be is like finding that yeah. balance yeah but yeah I'm cool. a, I,
1: it should be good i just want i just want this disney thing now
0: yeah i, mean, I know because all this stuff sort of come off netflix now so it's you know, oh, we, we you need a new go we there. need a new form, yeah. Because I wanted to do another segue. Because what's not left Netflix, what is being added to Netflix, is Last Kids on Earth. Because and why we're talking about them is because they cast Mark Hamill and
1: Rosio Dawson Rosario.
0: No, it's Rosio Dawson. It's
1: Rosario. No, it's Rosio Dawson. Who's Rosio Dawson? Then? Are you talking the one who was in Daredevil? Yeah, that's Rosario. It's is her name? Rosio Dawson. It's not. Anyway. Move it's on. her from Daredevil then. Yeah, Rosaria right. Dawson. She was in Sin City as well.
0: Oh my god. why do you have to always derail me? Jesus. Sorry. Right. So anyway. then two were cast, which is epic casting, because like we say about Mrs. Dawson, she's done incredible stuff um related to comic books. And Mark Hamill. This yep. guy has got a packed sketch. Like we I were love talking him. about in being in Invincible and he was in something else, and now he's in this just absorbing and obviously Star Wars it is the renaissance of Mark Hamill exactly yeah yeah it's just bringing him back and he's always well he's always sort of been there hasn't he he's He's always had work yeah he's always been busy he's doing like either doing his voice stuff like the Joker and stuff and now he's doing more comic book stuff and he appeared in the Kingsman comic appeared in the Kingsman Mm -hmm. film he's a very big part of geek culture and yeah, he is a big geek himself, so Clearly. it makes it makes sense that he's in it. And these two, you know, they have their experience with the comic book properties. So yeah, I dig it, and it's another reason to keep your Netflix subscription as well as getting Disney Plus. We're entering the streaming age, Mark. We are. It's no longer going to be your Sky boxes or your Virgin Media's or your cable. If you're in America, it's going to be whose dongle. I've got this dongle, and I've got this subscription in this one.
1: Right. I'm glad. I'm glad you're talking about your dongle. Let's move on. Oh my goodness. Now the last bit of news.
0: We thought we started off well we didn't we were supposed to start off with a trailer. We had a trailer in the middle. We're gonna talk about another trailer to do with Netflix. Sabrina season two got its trailer for, well, sorry, it isn't even called season two. They call it Sabrina The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Part Two. And this part two looks very cool, especially it's leading off from part one. You know she's got she's still got that balance between the real world and her witching world. And she seems very quite high powered here, and people are like, yeah. well, "Why is she this pine? Pa- it's like
1: because she's a br- Edward Spellman's daughter, mate. Boom. It does feel like it's taking a darker path and exploring darker. Uh, but that first season was darker. That first not? season was dark. Oh, oh yeah, scared. absolutely right. But it does seem like it's going even darker oh, and more no. more nasty. And I need more hoodies and blankets. Yeah, series one. Was, yeah, you do. <laughs> it was series one was pretty gory, but this one looks like it's taking it to another level, and I can't wait. Mm. I can't wait. It's going to be brilliant It's Soon, isn't it? It's, um, April. April. Which is Ooh. mad, isn't it?
0: Because it just feels like we just had season one. Yeah. Or maybe it's because I only recently finished it because it is scary and I had to take my time. Really. Oh, Fraser. There's a nice Christmas one as well. They brought something out at Christmas, but still, scary. <laughs> You're adorable. Very, very scary. But that's the news section done. Two weeks, loads of news, loads of news, all all spread everywhere. Trailers, great new things happening in the MCU and Disney excited I know that's us but what about you fellow geeks what were your thoughts on some of these stories what were your thoughts on some of these trailers are you a grumpy geek or you're a geekful geek about these we want to know your mm. thoughts you can comment on the YouTube, comment on youtube in the comment section below join our facebook discussion group at us on twitter do whatever you gotta do yeah just share your voice share your opinions but that is a new section done for this week are you ready for this live theme? Yes. Whoa. Whoa. yes. Every week it's live. Every, every week it's live. It's not, not lip synced. <laughs> for, no, <laughs> for no one's purpose d- other than my just own. He <laughs> actually lip sync his own voice on You know, that just thing. in case uh, my voice doesn't ever pop up. <laughs> wow. Always prepared for it. Yes, yeah, so this is a section of the show called Pull. Or pass. So we take a look at typically free comic books. Sometimes we do more, but it's always usually free. Comic books and say whether we would pull or pass on them. If if you're concerned that you don't know what this word pull means and what pulling a comic book is, what the act of pulling a comic book is, don't worry, I've got you back. So when you go into your local comic book store and you pick up an issue of... What should we pick up an issue of? Calamity Kate. Yeah, well... Yeah, I was going to say something that we're not picking up this week. because Monstrous. Let's say you see an issue of, I'm just going to go on my own thing. So you saw the Sabrina t- t- uh, trailer, and you went, oh, I'm going to pick up Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm going to check out a random issue with that. You put it behind, and you pick up a Monstrous, and you pick up a Climate Cake, because why not? You can pick up more than one book. And they say, hey, do you want to add these books to your pull? And you say, yeah, sure, why not? But really, like, I don't know what I've just signed up for. It's fine. Whenever one of those books comes out, like a say you but uh, put down a one or a twenty-three, whenever a twenty-two, a twenty-four, or a two or a whatever comes out, they'll leave it behind the desk for you, and it's sort of that's like a mini subscription, but it's less intense. Less we need a direct debit you need to come here every week and pay this and, oh, we're going to charge even if you don't, or whatever, or this hectic, crazy stuff, sort of like a blockbuster thing or, you know, streaming stuff now. It's not like that at all. It's whenever you come in, you can come in once a month with payday or you can come in every week uh, on Wednesday, new comic book day, come up and say, hey, what's on my pool? And they go, oh, this came out this week. And it's just, it's nice and reassuring that you know, because comics... um, comic book stores only have so many comics and sometimes people buy your comic and you're like oh I wanted to read this and you can't yeah we've been burnt by that quite a few times haven't we yeah and it's also important to know if you know something's coming out in the future like you've seen a previews or you know Marvel and DC and all the big comic book publishers they put out solicitations early the June and July ones I think have just been put up you can actually look forward and see what's coming out, and you can add that to your poster when it comes in. Not only will the retailer definitely order that, because sometimes they don't order every book. It's, you know, it's, there's a lot of comics out that not That's everyone true. It makes me sad. So it's important there uh, sometimes to do that. But when you're like me and you read a lot of Spider-Man, it's almost a guarantee that <laughs> a comic book sale somewhere will have a Spider-Man book. Shall we start with Spider-Man? Yeah, well, I was going to start with the one you mentioned you wanted to pick up, but yes, of course, I will. uh, I will never say no to starting with Spider Man because I don't know if we've established this on the show, but I do love Spider Man. You do. So I'll let you start.
1: (laughs) Well, Spider Man: Life Story. What a brilliant idea that is! What a lovely little nod to the history of Spider Man, and what a—I mean—reboots happen at the blink of an eye, but this is. Clever. Basically, the the concept is that Spider-Man was launched in the late fifties. Uh, no, nineteen sixty-two. Oh, All right, Spider-Man was launched in the early sixties, whatever. And it, it's got years and years and years and years and years of comic books. But he's only gone from like sixteen to about thirty in the yeah. comic books. Whereas this is acknowledging that when it started, and they're actually doing a timeline. Yeah.
0: Wh- that's. So the first one it said uh, Spider-Man: Life Story, the '60s, which is epic.
1: So they're gonna do a book for each decade, yeah. And so by the time we get to now, he's gonna be in his '60s. Oh, and th- oh this- you rap scallions! And this is brilliant. This is such a cool concept. And what? And I mean, for me, what? What? I what? I realise is Spider-Man's about the same age as, well, Spider-Man's about the same age as my dad yeah and that's that's really cool, so like your dad could be spider man well um obviously I've known my dad for forty years i'm I'm interested in the way spider man's going to develop like i've known my dad yeah it's it's, fa- it's it's so fantastic and all this history I grew up in the eighties I was a teenager in the nineties i can't wait to see a a retrospective, intelligent look at the eighties and the nineties, and putting Spider-Man in that. Yeah. The sixties obviously doesn't resonate so well for me because I wasn't alive. Are you sure s- about that. I thought you were. I You're so you were, rude. You're so rude. Then. You're so rude.
0: But it's <laughs> Sorry,
1: isn't it just
0: an exceptional concept? It's beautiful, and it could be one of them as well. Um, I've not looked too much into it because I knew I was going to pull it, and I sort of didn't. Um, I wanted some surprises, but they could even just do like you know, each decade they do it what a 70s Spider-Man looks like or what an 80s Spider-Man so it could be like they do reboot it each decade
1: I'd be interested to see whether they um, change his costume to, a, to to match the fashions of the time as well, well the thing is they
0: matched um, they pretty much matched the art from the 60s and like the Spider-Man looks that he had then because mm-hmm. obviously there's a very significant Spidey look From the 60s, it's that you know, that hair you can see his forehead, and obviously, the Osborne has their they look like cornrows, cornrows, and they always look weird whenever you read it. Like, but they had obviously their signature hairstyle, and the book did feel like it was, you know, homaging that 80s arc and it, it, um, art arc. Um, but yes, there was that acknowledgement there, which I thought was really cool. It would be cool, yeah, to see, and there was the fashions as well, because like Peter Parker comes with this, like. Sweat like this sweater on with like a turtleneck thing, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, he looks so awful." And then I realised, "Oh, it's a 60s. He's pro- supposed to.
1: He probably looks cool, or <laughs> thinks he looks cool." And the which references is to the monkeys, and yeah, because exactly. like. we've talked about like modern comic books referencing stuff. Yeah, exactly. and now they're, they're they're doing that, but setting it in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Ret- clever. It's oh, this this book's great. It's, uh, so, uh, sorry to spoil the the, the the build up to whether or not we're going to pull our past but this book is exceptional. It is, yeah, it's it, a it, it's very great. special title.
0: I was really looking forward to this because it's two exceptional uh, comic book creators were who have worked on Spider-Man in the past, like Mark Bagley's work on the Ultimate Spider-Man. The art is incredible, and that sort of you know that Ultimate Spider-Man is really. um it's exceptional and it's it's brought so much um, so much great stuff to Spider-Man in all forms of media you know so many of the cartoon animations so many of the films so many of the games have been inspired by Ultimate Spider-Man and you know his art style you know he's he had a nice little there's um, this, um an Easter egg in Homecoming with like Bagley being spray painted on the wall which is nice because you know the arts and stuff so when I knew it, I was like okay so this book's going to look beautiful, he's going to be able to perfectly you know epitomise Spider-Man visually and then when I saw that Chip Zdarsky was writing it I was like okay yeah so we're going to get a perfect Peter Parker and Spider-Man here because that that dude, when he was writing Spectacular Spider-Man it was the perfect book for Spider-Man that you needed right then because it was, you know it was coming out um opposed to the Amazing Spider-Man run, which was more serious, like, world-ending stuff, and his was more, like, Friendly Neighbourhood sort of stuff. So, it was, And I was a bit good. That I was like, oh, Chip Siddorsky's no longer writing Spider-Man. But then when I found out he was writing this with Mark Bagley, I was like, what a team. And like we said at the beginning of the show, it was a great week for Spidey titles because um, Friendly Neighbourhood was out this week as well. Yeah. And, it, and obviously the um, video game one, um, City at War or something. And it's just like... There's so much going on. My pool's just all Spidey and then other stuff as well that we've done for this show. Mm. And it's it's just a great time. And it's all great creators all working on Spidey. And this
1: section of the show is making my pool unmanageable. <laughs> there's too r- much r- good stuff. It? Stop making good heavy. stuff. Make, allow me to be grumpy geek, as he calls me. Exactly. But there's no way. that I, I could, geeks I could not find anything. I couldn't yeah. find anything wrong with this and I'm even more excited about the decades that I know and love reading about that and like you mentioned um, before when you are talking about it it
0: is um, you know the origin story of Spider-Man has been well known for years um, I would say decades and stuff just because it's one of those things you can talk about your dad. Spider-Man's a generational character. Each generation has their own Spider-Man and generational comic book readers will have their artists and their writers that they know for um, Spider-Man. Or they'll know their certain stories or their different their characters. And they managed to mix all the characters well in this like your Gwen Stacy's, you know, your Flash Thompson's, you know, his whole thing. And we sort of we skipped over the important thing about this book as well, like the story of it. It's dealing with the Vietnam War. Yeah. Which I thought was really... It was a really cool take to have, especially with the superheroes. Because obviously Spider-Man looks up to, um, you know, your Iron Man, your Captain Americas, and they're helping out on this war. And he's like... he's. He's caught in between whether he should go to, you know, should sign up to war and try and sit, like, you know, he's like, I could really make a difference with my Spider-Man characters. And it is that thing of, oh, but New York does need me here as well. So it is that conflict. And one of the big things at the end is Flash Thompson's going to war. And he's like, um, you know, Peter and Flash always have this bickering sort of thing because of that whole high school dynamic, you know, Flash is always his bully, Mm. who's had a love and fandom for Spidey and it was ironic because he didn't know that Peter was Spidey and all that and you know that's being addressed in Far From Home which is epic I'm loving that we're seeing that <laughs> part of it and Flash just goes the reason he went to um reason he's going towards because it's what Spider-Man would do and Peter sees, hears something and goes Oh, oh man. Is it what Gosh, Spider-Man it's, it's, would do?
1: Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a great... i mean, thrown up those questions, and I think it's brilliant that it does. And happen. that's the thing. Beyond the concept, it's actually a very well-written comic book, and exactly, it yeah. it doesn't shy away from how people felt about the Vietnam War and the, the, the how muddied the waters were, whether or not people agreed with the war. I mean, it, you know, it's, Captain America speculates on whether or not the war in Vietnam was right, there's no way when they were writing in the '60s, Captain America would have would oh, have no, speculated yeah. about whether or not the Vietnam War was was right or not. This is very yeah, progressive ca- stuff. Yeah, his whole character
0: is pro- you know it's propaganda for war. It was always and a celebration of war. Um, and I think that's important. That this, as well.
1: this is a more realistic depiction of the '60s than comic books from the '60s. Yeah, exactly. And this is that's that's fascinating. Yeah, it's that retrospective.
0: Yeah, you know, just different opinions it? It's, yeah, which is why, again, like you say, I, I would love it if they explore more decades. You know, Spider-Man can't age with the decades or, you know, you can go, okay, now we're doing what Spider-Man origin would be if he was in this decade or this, which is um, cool to see. Obviously, we had it with Ultimate Spider-Man. We had Spider-Man growing up in a more technology age. It'd be really funny to see a millennial uh, Spidey. That'd be quite interesting. Well, he wasn't... Well, he, he won't be a millennial.
1: he be in his 60s. He was a
0: millennial. No, what I mean, like, if they do, okay, so now we're doing Spider-Man life stories in the noughties, but he's like, if he was 15 in the noughties. Have
1: I am I misread the concept here?
0: Or, or oh, is no, he no, going to no. age no, normally? No, no, that's just my speculation. Th- right. Because th- there's two pathways they could go with this. They could do he ages normally, or they could do, okay, this is Spider-Man
1: life story if he was in the 80s. And oh, I hope it's the former. There's two. I hope it's the one I assumed it was. I'll be disappointed if it isn't. I'd it I'd like to see him age naturally through through the decades. Now we could it could even be a thing of they
0: just stay in the 60s. They don't even do that. But I, I, mm, I'm 50/50 on it. Like I'm, I'm obviously going to read it anyway, but yeah. like seeing an old Spider-Man would kind of, I don't know. No, I think that's ace. Be weird. Yeah, but who would the other heroes be? I guess that's when you bring in the new generation, but then mm. like after a while it becomes so dystopian but anyway whichever way it is I'm definitely pulling it yeah it's if good if there was any really, uh, surprise really there it's, it's really book, really course. good of course of course Razor's pulling it it's a Spider-Man book now another book we talked about when we did this little cool little introduction for this show was Climacy Kate by Dark Horse now what were your opinions on this <sighs> book I
1: pushed to put this on pull or pass and I was really looking forward to it and the art is really cool the monsters are really really cool but it's a poor man's Buffy, isn't it? Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, I was I was disappointed with this book. I think, to some extent, it's because I found the main character fundamentally unlikable as well. She's manipulative and selfish. She imposes herself on others. She interrupts people when they talk. And she's a bad influence well, on Well, I just wanted kids. to say... Oh, sorry. You mean you're very clever. <laughs> um, but she, and she's a bad influence on Got people's him. kids. Maybe, again, maybe I'm showing my age. But someone who's a bad influence on people's kids is is is, is bad something i just found the the main character really unpleasant so i think it kind of like jaded me to the rest of the title uh it's my biggest disappointment of 2019 i'm afraid
0: what oh, did you think um i was gonna say i i enjoyed it i liked the the one thing i did like was the two types of kate we got we got the Kate who's sort of like, um, you know, dealing with her friends and stuff like that and the kid. You're the likable person. And then we got like the calamity side to so sort of like the, you know, so we saw the person behind, behind you know, her actual, like, because she's known in this sort of dystopian world as, oh, she's calamity Kate, you know, big star, whatever. But we've got to see the other side of her as well. Um, and I liked, I liked them going back and forth with it. It could be one of those things where maybe it's a purposeful thing that you're supposed to um, not really like or stuff like that. But. I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was a it was a good read. In my back of my head, I was always thinking, "Oh, um, uh, what was I thinking in the back of my head?" <laughs> Probably some monkeys clashing some stuff together. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, uh, yeah. In the back of my head, I was like, "Oh, is this going to be like a..." sort of, this is her before the disaster and then this is her after, which we've seen quite a lot of it. Oh, and then it'd be like, oh, so the big thing's going to be what's going to incite this? And it was, no, it was it was all happening at the same time. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's a kind of cool take to take on. It's like, okay, they're still sort of living a semi-normal life, but there is this whole um, monsters and beings outside of it. And I didn't really get the Buffy vibe, like discount Buffy vibes, but then that might be just because I wasn't obviously so engrossed with Buffy as yourself, mm. um, but I did enjoy the fiery redhead uh, the, the, <laughs> the creators of this art um, Is it the artist who's a fiery redhead, or the right ra- I think it's the artist who's a fiery redhead herself, so it was it was cool to sort of see that um maybe,
1: maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but I was just so disappointed with it because it was one I'd been really looking forward to, yeah, and it just didn't hit the spot for me it is hard when you i mean when you look forward
0: to books so much or when you look forward to anything like anyone can relate to this like they look forward to something for so long and then it's not quite what you expected it can be disappointing it can sort of jar your opinion on it but um for me i think it's that whole thing of not having expectations for it and just Maybe. sort of taking it taking it as it is um sort of helped me and yeah i really enjoyed the art style we've been saying um, oh, the art was cool the monsters were cool because we've, do- cool. we've been doing a lot of dark horse recently and we always whenever we talk about image we're always like well it's image it's all about the image you know the art style is what you know set them apart but dark horse have been really hitting it hard with their yeah um, they've been smashing it it's true fingers, yeah and i personally i enjoyed the story they were telling um i might have to i might have to pull it just to a uh, really I'm afraid just, it's a pass for me. To, uh, just to balance it, you know. Fan off with of his. Um, look Look at thing.
1: that. Look at that. You pulling an Indian, me not. I know. It's a crazy world we live in, it's Fraser. It's a
0: mad world That was lovely. Thank you. The last book we're going to talk about is Teen Titans, issue 28. And I know some of you are thinking, well, probably not if you listen every week, because I always do this spiel. And you're thinking, oh, God, Fraser, not again. Issue 28, but Fraser, I can't start halfway through something. Don't worry, guys, it's fine, because it's part one of a crossover story with Deathstroke. We talked about Deathstroke earlier in the news. He's going to be in the new Titans um, season. So it's exciting stuff. It's very relevant. Um, and it's the ter- it's the first part of the Terminator, Terminator, I think it was called, or Terminator. You know, Deathstroke he's a Terminator. It's a it's true finger crossover. He's scary. Um, but yeah, it's part one of a story, and um, it's one of them where I, you, I mean, you can speak for this because you're not really a Teen Titans reader, uh, s- established. Um, you can say if it was a bit jarring, just jumping in issue twenty-eight, because for me, I haven't been reading Teen Titans. I'm more of a Titans fan. Less so now because they got rid of uh, the team I really enjoyed. still enjoy Titans, but not as much as I did when it was the previous team. Um, I don't really like Damien Wayne, which is why I sort of stay away from Teen Titans. But I thought this would be a cool book to sort of go with the Titans vibe. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to start blabbling and pass it over to you and what your thoughts were.
1: It was alright. I didn't feel alienated. I didn't feel like there was a massive universe that I was missing out on and didn't understand it d- it did feel like a good point to jump on if you were going to jump on yeah and um, th- i did feel a little bit like they kind of like big upped deadpool as the ultimate uh, deadpool deathstroke <laughs> <laughs> as the ultimate ultimate bad guy serious badass and then they jobbed him to a bunch of children that yeah. that 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 kind of jarred with me a little because the, the, the build-up was great yeah and then they just battered him but for me i feel like that's part
0: of deathstroke's plan because he seems like he's, maybe he's scheming something maybe. He's like, oh yeah you think you've got me but this is what i wanted and the last time i read teen titans funny enough was another it was the lazarus no was it lazarus contract that might have been the film that came out it was a it was a contract anyway and it was a crossover with Titans Teen Titans and Deathstroke right and that was really cool and they referenced it in this like um, they always reference how like the Justice League have dealt with him Batman have dealt with him the the yeah. Titans have dealt with him and they've not been able to keep him down so we're going to do it and I think it's sort of that arrogance of youth especially with yeah. Damien Wayne where they think oh we've got him and that's where you know because this is part one I reckon that's where the titan- Teen Titans downfall is going to come from Um d- yeah like, so they introduced right. they introduced all the uh, Titans as well they were like uh, Damien Wayne uh, son of Batman and then all these I d- love Lobo's daughter I didn't even know yeah, she was a yeah. thing oh, she's br- I like she's Lobo brilliant. <laughs> She's that proper, like, it's, it's almost like the Raven character that they have, but, you know, more, uh, yeah, it's does, like the Raven character. And... Does
1: Lobo know about her? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. The, well. Lobo. He's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Now, now we can read definitely read some Lobo. Yeah, for sure. I'd definitely put it
0: on there. Um, but, yeah, so I liked those introductions. Um, yes, that was good. That Is was welcoming. A, I was going to say, it's a Teen Titans team. Uh, the one, some I'm not familiar with, and there's some, like I say, with Damian Wayne. I really don't like Damian Wayne. He um, did some horrible stuff to Ginger Wally West, and he's just done some horrible stuff. And in, in the Injustice universe, again, done terrible stuff. Killing characters I really like. What a little oh dear. Richard, and I don't mean Grayson. Uh, <laughs> yeah well but yeah and we got to see wally west as well so i d- uh, enjoy- i enjoyed that wally west as well because it, d- it was um it's not to confuse you but there's currently well not currently two wally west because the wally west it's not looking great for him but yeah um in the rebirth universe they've had to d- deal with having two wally wests and i think they've managed to do it well by including this wally west in the team titans team and again it's the team, ti- team Titans and Titans just have so many they always manage to mix different teams together and just you know so, I mean it's always team books that do this you know they'll introduce new characters or yeah, some sort of, come that's out that's not new and it's um, you know it, it it can be jarring but the way they did it in this book was inviting for me uh, was inviting for me and I'm glad it was inviting for you as well so sort of like being like okay this is a team and it's it's nice to establish that especially when you've got part one of a book um, so yeah I'm glad it wasn't jarring for you It definitely wasn't jarring. It
1: didn't do anything wrong. And it was fine. But it wasn't enough. It was was a better comic book than I expected it to be, maybe. But it's not not a pull. But it's a. That was alright. There's, there's uh, too many good titles out there, and I'm already committed to so many other yeah. things that it's not a pull, but it, I didn't dislike it. It's where you've got to be a bit picky. Yeah, exactly it's a picky, right. yeah, a, a, picky, a picky pass. Yeah, a picky
0: pass. What a nice way of putting it. Or it's, a, I'm just going to read it when Fraser gets it. I'm gen- <laughs> well, I was going to say, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in whether you're going to pull it or not. I'm going to pull definitely this story. And cool. then maybe read on. It's just Damien Wayne, man. Oh. What a little. So and so so and so yeah yes rap scallion as uh, a 60 year old Peter Parker would say that little <laughs> no, rap I'm looking forward scallion. to 60 year old Peter Parker <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I am <laughs> there is there's an um they did a sort of dark Knight returns for spider-man oh what was it called dark spider returns no I do I do have it um but I might put it on um trade-off yeah do it it's I'd a, like that old man's Spider-Man and he kills Mary Jane with his uh, radioactive um, specimen Oh, after a long spoilers long period of time anyway that's a big thing from the book but anyway I just hope they don't go into that <laughs> with this uh, life story but yeah they're the comics we checked out this week on Polar Pasta, and that's our opinions on them we pulled some we passed some um but what were your thoughts on these books we've got polls as-
1: online on twitter and, facebook. As well on twitter twitter and facebook.
0: facebook we've got polls so make sure to drop your thoughts on there but if there was something else as well there's a whole heap of comics that came out what was on your poll this week what did you look at and pass on or what did you pick up did you pick up anything new to sort of anything that intrigued you and did you pull it did you pass it did you go what other spider-man tiles did you pick up all the spider-man let ones let us know <laughs> Wee-hoo. Are you ready for it, Mark? I'm always now, ready Now this, I do do live. Uh, we
1: know. <laughs> it's trade Did you just laugh at the thing? <laughs> do-do thing? <laughs> do Wow. I do-do. I did, did. Just, just now, get your comics from wherever get you Get your comics them. from your
0: places of origin for your comics, yeah. Wherever they are, really. Now, this is trade-off. <laughs> the, part, the part of the show where... It start off great with the intro and do the whole it's trade off, and then just sort of mumble towards the end and yeah. just do a little bit of jabber. week. Jibber and jabber. But yeah. So, trade off is the section of the show um, where Mark and I do a bit of book swapping. It's sort we of do. like a book club, but we like to call it, it trade off because it sounds a bit more. Um, Tradey. Yeah, a bit more comic booking, a little less yeah. like we're uh, two old days with our sips of tea and biscuits.
1: Book groups aren't for old ladies. I've been in lots of book groups over the years and I'm not an old lady yet well some would disagree rude
0: i would disagree
1: <laughs> rude bloody millennials
0: <laughs> but yeah um so mark and i have uh, different opinions they're sort of melding into one with no, this no. show no, yeah no. they are admit you were the one who said this
1: uh, i you, was but then you, then we had polar t- opposite opinions you, about that shazam trailer if you
0: call the t- yeah but i'm talking about like uh, book interest and reading yeah. stuff I didn't enjoy the Shazam. And then when either. he watch, and then when he watches Shazam, he'll realise that he was wrong and be like, oh, yeah, we'll now it all makes sense. We'll either see. that or go, oh, I've been spending too much time with Fraser because I actually enjoyed that. We'll, we'll end up having a fight over <laughs>
1: Shazam.
0: <laughs> either that or you'll be like, have I got Stockholm Syndrome or did I actually enjoy Shazam? I think I've been spending too much oh, time yeah, with Fraser. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, we're not talking about Shazam. We're, we're not talking t- about Trade Off. We are talking about Trade Off. Tangent we'll talk- Tornado. Tangent Tornado, which is going to be awful on the YouTube because people are going to click on wanting to... Ne- wanting to know about monstrous. Like, Why are they talking YouTube. about this? Meh. Especially if I, you know, so post it very very don't late. Care. I care good. I care YouTube Monstrous. Listeners. I care about all of Monstrous. Now, Talk about Monstrous. I haven't talked about what Trade-Off is oh, that's yet. that's true. So Mark and I have different opinions. We do. So I will give him a book that I really like, and I hope, I think he will like too, and he does the same to me, and sometimes, we, well, most of the time, we do like that book and, it, and sort of our tastes have become melded into one. I think they we both... use fuse together.
1: I think we both do deliberately throw ringers in there that we know that that the other one won't like. Oh, yeah, when I did uh, Justice vs Power Rangers. Although, to I just fair, had to check. I to just had fair. to check you weren't lying to me. To be fair, the ones I've put in that I thought you wouldn't like, that I thought would be too scary for you, you've ended up loving. So I'm going well, to have to up my game no, and find well, something were, you'll hate. Well, they were too scary. They were
0: very scary. They it were. It took a while, and this one is a perfect uh, example. Just, of this. this is another... So You're the cutest Freddy <laughs> cat, you know. It's uh, International Women's History Month, so we're doing, like, books um, with strong female leads most of the time or, like, strong female creators, and this has got both. Taz. In it, which is really good, and it was Mark's uh, book to give to me, and it was monstrous and interesting little bit of history. Mark gave me this book many years ago. Maybe I did. Two, well, you've had, it, you've had it ages. Maybe like two years or something while I was in uh, while I was at university in Middle of nowhere, Wales. So it's been a while with this book, and um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. You probably think, "Oh, so Fraser, you've had a long time to read this book." So you probably read it a while back. You maybe reread it this week just to get your thoughts fresh. Nah, mate read this all yesterday <laughs> well, it's... on a
1: nice train journey. In his defence, I still have books that he gave me during that time that I haven't read. So we're both just as bad as each other. We've got like gigantic piles of each other's books in our yeah. homes. If we ever fall out, I it'll know. be the worst because I'll have a load of <laughs> trades I don't want and he'll have half my trades. Be like a... I'll be devos. it'll be the worst kind of break. <laughs> G- give me back my Descender, you bum.
0: Oh no, oh no, mate. If you had some of my Ultimate Spider-Man, I'm sure you sent the Descender, I would definitely steal it back from me I wouldn't no. care I wouldn't we'd, even care if we're not
1: talking we'd fall out but then we'd
0: like can I go and have my comic books back please I do and, like a mini and then we'd fall out again yeah we do that mini we, thing you know when people uh, are like, oh no we're just on a break I want to and then once you get your stuff back yeah no we're done I don't,
1: <laughs> don't want to fall out let's,
0: but that's let's not, not g- fall that's out not gonna Fraser happen. let's be friends that's forever. not going to happen you just pinky need pinky promise you just need to accept that you're going to enjoy Shazam <laughs> Uh, Shazam's done we're talking about mon- m- maybe we can fall out <laughs> we're, t- we're talking about monstrous we are and I I related so much to this character purely because they mentioned how they had this monster when they became hungry <laughs> and I was like <laughs> I identify highly with that because hungry is a serious condition and it's it is it's, oh my it's so bad like, everything's just the worst whenever I'm uh, hungry, you know. It's just uh, any minor inconvenience just gets ten times worse. And I do feel like sometimes I do have this monster. So, yeah, I was like, fair play. Um, my monster, I just want to point out, does not kill other people or seriously injure people. Uh, and so we're all good on that point. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to be constantly fed. <laughs> it's just, you know, it just puts me in a better mood when, uh, when I've had a bit of food. But I did uh, relate that. <laughs> highly with that I liked the sort of um, the sort of relationship they had between the monster and her it was that split of who actually has the power here because um, the monster I, was convinced it was um, her uh, convinced it was her because you know the monsters it talks about how it's like a generational thing and it's it's had different people it's it. took over and she was
1: like oh but you are different you, you seem to have some power over this." what place. I love about it is it is it's kind of a metaphor for fighting between who you are and who you want to be yeah. and your baggage that has damaged you. Yeah. 100%. And I think it's it's really cleverly done because everyone wants to be a better person than their baggage allows them to be and we've all got it. People who say I've got no baggage. <sighs> the fact that you think you've got no baggage is baggage, baggage mate. <laughs> uh, so, so, what I, a I think it's 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 so it's it's such a nice metaphor. It's so well done. Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to stop. I, I'm just going to gush about this book. So you carry on first. And, the,
0: <laughs> and then I'll, I'll allow you to gush. A gushing geek. Oh, this oh, book. Love a bit of, a, love, love a bit of alliteration over here. Yeah. But yeah, um, no, yeah, I enjoyed that dynamic. It sort of reminded me of, like, um, to always bringing it back to Spidey, of course. It reminded oh. me of the Venom with Eddie Brock sort of situation. Yeah, was. Like yeah, I'll and give you that. There was that thing of um, when the monster was saying that they were hungry and stuff like that and i was like oh it's always funny because and we wanted more humans and stuff like that and it, there was that there is that bantery dynamic between them it's like um because she offers us someone who's like oh no it's not much of a feast and she goes well then clearly you're not that um you're not that hungry and then the monster goes back oh you're just lazy and i liked that sort of again that relationship I don't think they're going to go down the path they did with Venom, where it's like, oh, no, chocolate fe- feeds their hunger, not humans. That's a very <laughs> funny, yeah. Uh... <laughs> it was when they were making him more into a hero, and it's like, we can't really have a hero that eats people, so uh, chocolate is the really? solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 90s or 90s comics for you right there. But this, yeah, this monstrous one, obviously the monster's a monster and no amount of chocolate is going to solve that it's all about eating those eating those different species and that's what i wanted to talk about as well was they had this beautiful uh page spread talking about the different species and then it established them yeah. um, the world like the humans the ancient ones and sort of like the different animal type characters uh, i really enjoyed that and i enjoyed the like mythos in this book um at the beginning you know it's sort of like there's this thing of like she's seen as like a slave or something or less where because she's Oh, you're not actually human, you're this or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, that's a cool little take on it. And it seems like that's the what's gonna be the major difference for her and why this monster's not um, able to take as much control as they they have in the past. So I did enjoy that. And I always love the side characters in in these things she give uh, me because they always seem to be like odd ones or little cute ones and yeah. they always sort of like... Oh, the cat. Made me feel a bit safer in the story. The fox and the cat. The fox was so cute. They oh. look with their little ears and, and the cat was like sassy and reminded me of Selma off the original Sabrina Teenage Witch.
1: I like I like the fact that they put some humour and some cuteness yeah. in a very, very bleak world. Yeah, because otherwise this would, uh, this would have been a tough read. <laughs> it's violent, it's graphic, it's dark, but it's got some light in there as well and I think that's important. Nothing like the main character herself, nothing is is black or white. Everything is grey. Yeah. And that's what this book is about in a lot of ways. Sorry, carry on. I get I get giddy. I don't know if that got on air. Uh, I hope it
0: didn't. Well but, yeah I uh, no I in uh, I did enjoy that and it's always nice to have a little bit of light in the darkness and it's, yeah. you know there's that um, Dumbledore did quote. you like
1: the little last page stuff they did the like the last humorous yeah, page I it, loved
0: that when it was like a, a famous lecturer once yeah with the and cats I also liked yeah the, the, the cats with so many tails yeah, that was good the, I also the more
1: tails the more important the cat is I liked
0: in some of the first issues I think it was, might have just been the first issue of the uh, trade it was um what was it it was oh uh, what do the poets say and then the just kept swearing (laughs) all right so ah poetry did you know you probably knew this i had this stark revelation and it's a a potential tangent tornado here so after we say this we'll let you gush more about the book to balance it out poetry doesn't need to rhyme which proper blew my mind i found that out like halfway halfway through uni i was like what felt like I've been lied to my whole life all my teachers said yeah poetry rhymes and in my head I was just like (sighs) because I went into an open this is just a funny story I went into an open mic one of my friends was doing their comedy on it Uh, and I was like okay yeah I'll go to this open mic and I felt like um, Jonah Hill's character in 22 Jump Street and actually Channing Tatum's character in 22 Jump Street just being like a bit lost and stuff like that and all these people were doing this poetry (laughs) and I turned to my mate Jacob uh, former co-host of this show and I was like dude, I don't want to tell them what they're doing here, but, like, none of these poems rhyme. And he was like, yeah, poems don't need to rhyme. And, obviously, he was a creative writing student, so... Wow. You I didn't like, know that? I was like, what? And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you learn a lot while you're at uni. <laughs> and I Clearly. learned that the poems didn't need to rhyme and proper blew my mind. You, you, and ap- according to this book, you. poems can have swear words in... <laughs>
1: yes they if the, can if the poets in this world are to be believe yes poems can have swear words and let's talk about the art yeah how pretty is this book very pretty I mean
0: it fits the it like I was saying
1: the mythos as well it could have been yucky because they do nudge towards manga and I find I, I don't know whether I'd have liked it to have been truly manga style yeah but the the, the the almost the amalgam of Western and manga styles is just something very special. It's funny you mention that because this did remind me of um,
0: I've delved into a bit of anime, not a fully fledged Weebu yet. Not that I don't want to um, classify myself as that just yet, but um, like watching Seven Deadly Sins. Um, it's sort of like they have a very similar like it's all focused on the mythos here and sort of like you know old-timey um societies or like different characters almost like dnd in a way yeah and it did remind me of that and i was like oh, okay um and then i was like yeah it's like so when you say manga it's like very interesting you say that like, because like, oh yeah it is but it's comic booking it's i wouldn't be surprised if we saw this in animation with a more um anime art style rather than like um typical western yeah i'd be very interested thing. to see an adaptation of this it's yeah. i imagine it would be a i want to say an anime but it's obviously not an anime because it's not come from a manga but an anime inspired animation yeah. i could see that it working as maybe not live
1: mm. action
0: i'd love live action of this
1: it would be cool It'd be moody and dark and right you'd have and... like someone really cool casts Oh Mark Hamill probably would Not like, Mark.
0: Uh, Mark. Mark Hamill would voice the cat. Oh, Mark Hamill can voice the cat. There you go. He can. Oh, the little fox was so cute as so. well. Did you like the fox? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> cuz it's again it's that gleeful innocence and I like that when stuff start cuz I'm like right. Yeah, I'm I with think you on it this. Needs
1: that. I mean, this book is clearly feminist, anti-racist, and focuses on the horrors of war and slavery, and makes you think. But there's no reason why you can't have a little bit of cute in there, and they get the balance really, really right, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Because that was the thing, like
0: um, when I was reading through this, and it's been one of them I will admit, like we talked about earlier in the show, had it, I've had it for a while, and it's always been one of those things where like I've gone to start to read it, but then. You've lent me another like trade of um, something else, like paper girl gu- I think the first three you gave me were like paper girls, Outkast and this. And I want miss this was very dark paper mm. girls was very more like light hearted um, you know that young dynamic yeah and then outcast was dark but I was like started to slowly read that but then I think there was less and less paper girl trades um, out of the time and I already read the ones all the ones you gave me so I was like oh I'll move on to outcast and every time I would go on to monstrous you'd either send me another trade or I'd be reading a trade myself so I always felt bad for it being on the back burner and I was just like this was like my week to be like no you're finally reading this and it's it's I'm glad I did yeah, um, I'm glad you did too, and I'm glad but yeah, you liked it. because but it, it was tough that that first issue when there wasn't the cuteness and stuff. Like that. I was like, mm. oh, this is just going to be very dark and
1: a bit bleak, really. But it was it picked up, and yeah, I think cool. I think when we do trade off, there are a number of books that I give you that I genuinely think you'll like, and there are a number of books that I give you that I absolutely adore, and stuff like this, stuff like Descender. Had you not liked it, I'd have been a little bit heartbroken. <laughs> so I'm really glad you like it because yeah. for me it's an exceptional book. It's it's one of the books a few years ago that really got me back into comic books and really made me rethink my opinion on what comic books are. And what they can be. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And this, this, this is a very special title to me, so I'm glad you like it.
0: Yeah, comic books can be anything and everything. And it's yeah, I know that now. It's pretty- didn't it's pretty cool isn't it all those people in so- so, oh they're just for children nah mate no nah nah exactly maybe you should read something like this and if you had re- read something like this we want to know your thoughts if you haven't read it but it's been one of those books because um, if you're in a similar si- situation like me a friend's either got a copy or lent you a copy it's, fu- it's funny I know people who been lent this so i've been like oh yeah I had... someone lent me that too um uh, <laughs> when i was talking about it in like cartoons and comic society as a part of people like, oh yeah i've read monster so they have be like oh
1: my friend's always trying to get me onto that so if it i think it's got a lot of love i think it's got quite yeah. it's still got quite a lot of hype even yeah. though it's like into like issue 30 or so now yeah i think it's it's a title that people know about and, and it's one of those ones oh i must read that yeah do it I, and if you're on that I can't yeah, say it yeah, yeah i do recommend
0: it. it especially this first volume i'm not sure if i'll like go out my way to read more but it was definitely nice to to read it um it's just yeah it's one of those things there's so many comments and so many trades out and it is good to just sort of delve in and try something different like you know your own personal taste I know mine, and I like. Uh, this is why I like this part of the show trade off, because and um, some parts of Paul or Pass as well, because it's, it's delving into a new area. And mm, um, absolutely, yeah. So if you are one of them, um, check it out. If we've inspired you to check it out, let us know as well, because that's always a nice little uh, yeah. bonus. And if you have checked, if you have checked it out, let us know what you thought. Um, have you how much of the, this have you read? Did you read just volume one? Are you still keeping up up to date? We want to know. We want to know all your geeky thoughts, and you can share them. And on YouTube, on our comment section below. You can share it on the Facebook discussion group. You can start a whole discussion about Monstrous. Get everyone gushing. Um, and on Twitter as well. We're all available all over the web. We are. Yeah. the a spidey web. Hmm. Always got a false bit of into uh, every section of the show. Sorry. But that's trade-off. Uh, Monstrous trade-off. Done. Now, we've got something exciting for you guys. Because this a have- thought? Four- Guys, girls, and geeks of all kind because yeah. it's time for the fourth section. Fourth which is segment, always something. Which is different. always different each week. Always changing. And now we're bringing something new for you. And it is. Now I'm probably gonna I'm doing this theme live and it's also a testing theme, so just fair warning, it could go wrong. We've got Binge. It or Bin it
1: Nice! Yeah! I, I approve Woo-hoo! of this! Well done, Fraser. I like
0: it. I'm going to keep that. I should, when it's uh, when, when we get the footage, uh, the audio back, I'm going to snip that because I don't think I can do it perfect like that. That was really, well good. it would definitely go... Uh, <laughs> let, let me explain binge it or bin it. it is
1: essentially... Very similar to polar pass. Yeah, it is. You <laughs> watch the first episode of a TV series based on a comic book. And just on the first episode alone, you decide whether or not you want to binge it, as in watch it all as quickly as you can, or bin it, say, well, I gave it a go, and I don't it's like not for it.
0: It's It's one of them as well. The term binge it will be different for each, um, each thing, because there are some that have, like, ten seasons of stuff. Um, there's some stuff that's only had one season, or, you know, got it gets cancelled after a while. So yeah. sometimes it might be like um, binge it, where it's like, okay, you'll binge the first season, or... Yeah. You know, I'm going to binge it all like I want it. I want it all. Um, so it's, yeah. It's, it's what, got a nice little acronym as well. B.O.B. Exactly. Yeah. B.O.B. Exactly. And... Um, well, we,
1: we've... Um, it's nice. We've we're, pro- we're so far ahead. We're well prepared. We decided <laughs> what we were going to do was... Fraser would recommend something I hadn't watched. Yeah. I'd recommend something that Fraser hadn't watched. And we'd watch something together that neither of us had watched. So Fraser gave me The Flash, which we're going to talk about at some Ending other points. Yeah. I gave Fraser... Blade the series, which we'll talk about at some yeah, point. But yeah. today we're going to talk about the one that neither of us had seen. We both read the comic book. I put it on trade off a while yeah. ago. But we're going to talk about Outcast. And that's yeah. It was um,
0: Amazon, I think it was, or what, something like that. I, I actually uh, had it on, on DVD. DVD. On DVD as yeah, well. Yeah, Do you yeah, remember yeah, them? DVD. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're not that far past DVDs, are we? I
1: hope well, not, anyway. Your, your very clever uh, jingle for Binge It or Bin It included the Netflix Flux. noise, Fraser. Ba-dum. I thought it was a very fitting... It enough. was clever, <laughs> but it was very indicative of the times well, that we live in. Very, very
0: true. It's a binge, It's a binging era, and I think that's why we sort of wanted to do this show. Another binge? We binged, we binged the, the book. We've yeah, been to we the did. book in a trade form. Um, we didn't um, read it, like, issue by issue, which you would, you know, interpret as watching episode by episode. So, um, with that in mind, like, yeah, like, reading the volume one as one whole thing, I would, um, just to put it, a preference at the top. Um, my thought process was with this was, well, that's how I digested the book, so may- that's probably how I'm going to digest a TV series. Yeah. And the first uh, first episode, it was quite, it was... Again, it had a lot of similarities. Uh, this could be a comics Compared almost. It had bit, a, yeah. a lot of uh, similarities That's with, natural, with the book. But there was a lot more darker stuff in the book. And it might be because you visually saw it and like you heard the sounds associated with it. Like, there was one bit. I'm glad you didn't record this because I squeamed like a yeah when, he did when like the the kid just headbutted a book, i was like oh my. yeah i'm glad that wasn't uh recorded for all to see we might we might do reactions mark's point. probably going to start having like a secret hidden camera whenever we see this no, stuff no, that, that, that's <laughs> creepy i'm not going to do that <laughs> i will film
1: you with your permission but i'm Don't not going to film you with oh X. that's good
0: that's uh that's good to know but yeah again like the book it was very uh, it was very dark in tone yeah. We still got you know, Kyle Barnes's character sort of um there was that development there, sort of like his his past and it wasn't that it wasn't that thing in the first episode where I was reliant so much on the comic book knowledge. It was mm, you know, it introduced it sort of itself, scene, which no, I thought comic- was um good. Um do you wanna get some of your thoughts?
1: Well, Your comparison to the comic is an interesting one. I, I wrote down one word which I think is a perfect way to describe the comic and a perfect way to describe the TV series. I wrote down the word grubby. Yeah. not so you think grubby is yeah. a lovely... oh not lovely, but it's 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 a really apt way to describe the the, 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 the vibe, the constantly tense, nasty, dirty yeah, vibe of the, both the book and the TV series. It's visually like represented the, in both, yeah. yeah. Like the visual
0: representation in both. And, and I like how the the they story. got it across in the T V series. Yeah. There's a good translation onto it, and I think that's that's what lends itself um. Stuff like this lends itself well to being uh, TV adaptations is getting that. And I think because it was, um, well, it was potentially an Amazon um, Studios production, yeah. you can get that, you know, that great sort of like, yes. not low budget, but almost more like horror-based sort of... Yeah. Um, sort of a walk-in aesthetic.
1: I thought it did a very, very good job of portraying broken and decayed people yeah. in a broken and decayed world. Grubby. Yeah. D- just nice, down, dirty. A bit grub. Yeah, Grubby. down and dirty, unashamedly, icky world with just unfathomable horrors in it. And But it didn't go too far either. It just got yeah. it nicely oh, Nicely nasty. Nicely nasty. Yeah. What were your uh, opinions
0: on um the actors playing the characters you'd seen in the book? I did feel like
1: Philip Glenister was a little bit more attractive than I expected <laughs> that character to be. <laughs> Philip Glenister's, you know, he's he's isn't it, He's in his 50s maybe, but he's he's a he's a hot older guy. <laughs> and that's not the depiction you got in yeah, the yeah. comic, but you got a fat nasty I, I I just, like, right, reading the comic books, I expected him to to, to smell a bit sweaty and just, just, just an unpleasant... Like
0: a 4D sort of thing. Like, yeah. Could, like, just watching the show, you like, hmm.
1: Philip Glenister is much more attractive than that, and uh, but he's a great actor. Uh, and exactly I was really pleased portrayal. with that casting when I read it. However, it took me a while to get used to Philip Glenister with an American accent as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, because uh, he's so British to me. <laughs>
0: I love the, uh, it's either on Life on Mars or... Um, ashes to Ashes. Ashes to Ashes is one. I think it is Life on Mars where it's like, 1979, Don't a time, I'm having hoops. And I just, it's, yeah. like, it's one of those random quotes I just like to hear <laughs> every now and then. But it's always, whenever I see him, that's the thing I picture in my head. So I was like, oh, is he going to say it? And he's like, of course he's not going to say it. He's not going to say,
1: I'm having hoops.
0: I'm having hoops. <laughs> but it was... Um... It was, yeah, it was weird seeing him with an
1: American accent, but you know what? Good American accent. Fair like. was. It was a casting I was pleased about. Then when I watched it, I was a little bit kind of 50-50. But as I got towards the end of the episode, I got used to him as this American. So I went on a journey with Philip Glenister. Yeah, I did. I did. It was a full journey of love ooh do I love oh love yeah, love. yeah it always so... comes back it's always full circle yeah a bit, a bit of Philip Glenister. yeah so he was brilliant
0: yeah are you interested to see where it goes on further in the series I wonder if it's uh, going to be just the first volume or if they're going to touch on more well,
1: what I'm interested in is obviously The Walking Dead is written by um, Robert Kirkman, Kirkman and so so he's, on he's out- as well so is outcast and they deliberately change storylines twist things around kill people off don't cut people's hands off in The Walking Dead to keep you guessing it keeps almost like a parallel but you can't fully predict like the the Negan thing where you expected a certain character to die and he he didn't yeah exactly it was yeah that I want them to do that with cast. Keep on your toes. Yeah, 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 I want them to keep me on my toes because I like that about the Walking Dead TV series. So, yes, um, that's what I'm hoping with this series. And with Robert Kirk, when I'm I suspect he knows his formula that. works. He yeah, will yeah. do that. So so you'll see the difference in the parallels between Outcast book and Outcast TV show, which I'm really excited about. Such a busy boy, isn't he? I mean, he's got all these adaptations coming out.
0: Obviously, the Walking Dead's continuing going on. He's got uh, Outcast. He's got Invincible. And it is one of them where, like... The thing if, is with The Walking Dead, the first couple of seasons, you know, they based it off a few volumes, but then the more and more they went on, they spanned through a lot of volumes, so it caused the TV show to catch up. And it just got Robert Kirkman like, oh, I've got to write more and more. And I'm like, I feel for him. I mean, obviously, it's, you know, ex, you know, you getting Mate, to. Money, 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 money with a get, side salad get, of money. You're getting money, money, money. And I you're don't get, feel sorry. And you're, for get, and Robert and you're getting Kirkman. to express your story more, but there is that sort of thing like, oh, is he going to try and, is he going to be forced to rush it or whatever? Like, you know, he's because I think he's had to focus a lot more on writing The Walking Dead now, like, comics, just to sort of be like, oh, right, the TV series, I've got to catch up here. So I'm hoping that it's one of them where, like, this show gives him a bit of breathing space just to be like, okay, here's some of the stories or whatever. And it, it could be one of them, like, The Walking Dead has managed to steer itself a long way, so it'll be interesting to see where this goes, and with this in mind it's probably been obvious with everything I've said so far, I'm down to binge it. Yeah, me too Especially th- the, just the first season for now, I'd reckon. I
1: think um, I don't well, want it all When we started watching the three that we chose um, we we hadn't decided if we were going to binge it on our own, or if we both kind of decided to binge, whether yeah. we'd watch it together, and one of my favorite things in all the world i i love horror and i love watching horror there's only one thing i love watch <sighs> love more Stop. than watching horror and that's watching horror with you, Fraser. You are so just annoying. amazing. With, uh, your your, your Freddy Catness is, is, is adorable, And I want... I'm definitely going to binge this, but I want to watch it with you. Just, I'm going to enjoy you as much as I'm going to enjoy the series. I think I'm going to need to watch it with
0: you or with someone. Because <laughs> it's just... Scary man. I had to watch Sabrina with someone, and then the last couple of episodes on my own. And definitely preferred watching it with someone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <It's>, so. <sighs> horror is something that should be shared. It's 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 definitely a shared experience horror. Whereas a lot of other yeah, genres. but for you, for you it won't be shared horror, be humour. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, oh, no! Definitely. It doesn't. It doesn't detract from my enjoyment of the horror, from oh, my well, scarediness. Okay. It's just I kind of find it reassuring that there's someone who's more fraidy cat than me. So annoying! You, you're adorable. You know that, right? Yeah. But I do want to point out if there's
0: something a serious crisis was happening, I'd step up, maybe for real. Don't so, know. Hopefully. So so. You are going to watch it with me? I wanna watch Oh it. yeah. Of course. Yeah, let's watch it together. Of course, it's got to be it's got to be binged together, hasn't it? and it's it's a it's a dual binge <laughs> it'll be caref- it'll be interesting to see what kind of binge it is. If it's a big binge where you just watch a load at once. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a slow binge. I'm not
1: sure you're going to cope with sure more than sl- one episode I'm at a time. Sure,
0: I'm pretty sure it's going to be a slow binge and we might have to intermediately put light-hearted stuff in between.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 but yeah, but if you guys have um Guys, girls, geeks of all kind. I, I've stopped using that, and I really like it. Guys, girls, geeks of all kind. I'm going to force it in more now. If you've checked out this uh, checked out the show or ch- um, checked out the book, um, what were your thoughts on it? Would you binge it or would you bin it? Um, if you've actually watched the first season, what are your thoughts? No don't, spoilers, Don't though. delve into spoilers just yet. We'll yeah, let you know sense. when we're all caught up. But, yeah, like we always say, Facebook discussion group, Twitter, YouTube comment section below let us know and let us know what you think about this section as well whether you enjoy it and yeah what you thought of the themes and if you're Netflix please don't uh, copyright it was, it was light hearted and if you're another <laughs> streaming site um, I might be looking for you to get a sound bite so uh, if you've got one <laughs> wow <laughs> that's only now Netflix seemed pretty sound about it be fine mm. be fine but that's binge it or bin it the first one Ooh, with loads more to come and with that, it's the end of the show.
1: It is. It's the end of the show, guys, girls, Geeks 4 count Are you going to do a reminder of our next messages to the multiverse?
0: Yeah, why not? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, base, it's sort of based off a uh, trade-off, and it's based off um, a point that was made in the last messages of the multiverse. Uh, again, another fourth segment we sort of do um, on occasion. And the question is what trade or comic book would you give to a friend who wants to get into comics Um, we've already had a few um, put out Um, we've obviously shared ours before in the past and we're going to share them in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, we're going to sort of intimate, like do binge it or bin it a seg, another segment, binge it or bin it another segment, binge yeah. it or bin it. We'll it.
1: always have, we've always got something. It'll be a balance, interesting. And it'll
0: always be something interesting. Always be something new. So that fourth segment's always. Hopefully, you like all the fourth segments, but if you don't, there's
1: you maybe know, we should have a poll on everyone's favourite fourth segment. Oh, but I'll, do, be, I'll be, I'll be really upset if I, the ones I like doing I, are, are people's least favourite. I do love a good poll. It's just all yeah. comics compared. Yeah. <laughs>
0: We don't like to hear Mark. I'm Aww. joking. That was wow. That was really mean. Maybe, Aww. maybe I'm hungry. Maybe I'm turning. Maybe you into, are hungry. Maybe I'm turning
1: into monstrous. You are. Well, <laughs> on no, that note, that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We've had a fab time. We hope you have too. And we'll see you next week and on s- Geek of the Week. And stick around for the end credits. It's <laughs> fun. Great Scots. It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world.
0: Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week.
1: Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook... And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash geek of the week radio show.